Hey, hello again, everyone, and welcome to it. It is the Derek Henry Podcast for the 15th day of May 2023. Happy Monday. Hopefully, you had a wonderful Mother's Day weekend. We did. We had uh, our, We have a tradition here in the Hunter household. We go to Rehoboth Beach to hang out with Joe Biden and smoke weed. No, I'm just kidding about two of those things. We don't hang out with Joe Biden. No, uh, we do go to Rehoboth Beach. That is what we do uh, with the kids. There's a place there. It opens every Mother's Day. It's called Funland. If you are on the East Coast or within, it, it takes me three hours to drive there. So it, it would be, if you're, I'd say if you're a five-hour drive, five, if you're a good driver, like for me, if it was like six, seven, eight hours, I'd drive it. I, I, I like driving. But if, if whatever you're comfortable driving in the course of a day and you have kids or grandkids, I highly recommend Funland. It is, you won't enjoy, well, you'll enjoy it, but you won't, it's not for you as an adult. It is for kids. If you've got teenagers, they'll run around on the beach. They'll have a blast, too. There's all sorts of trouble they can get into and fun. They can have arcades and whatnot on the boardwalk. But for little kids... I'd say probably till they're well, probably teenagers have fun on some of the rides, but their rides right out of the fifties and sixties and seventies, and they're still around now. If you ever went to one of those carnivals that go from town to town at the various churches in town, it's just like that, except it's stationary. It's more well maintained. There are not weirdos doing strange things. The car, there's no carnies there. They uh, they hire younger kids to run the thing. But it's just fun. And the prices are about the same as they were. Two tickets for a ride. A ticket's about 50 cents. If you buy a bulk in bulk, it's like 48 cents. Or you can get them individually or for smaller for 60 cents. And rides are like between one and six tickets. The most expensive ride is six tickets. It's the haunted house and something else. I don't do the rides. I'd throw up. But uh, I, I just would. I got a weak constitution. But it is a blast for kids, and the kids, if, you know, that's what it's all about. Mother's Day is, oh, it's for the mothers. We took her to brunch. I took her to dinner the night before. Um, she had a good Mother's Day, and the mothers, the good mothers enjoy watching their kids have a blast, and our kids had a, have a blast every time we go to uh, Funland. Normally, we go, we go with the, we try to go on Mother's Day, and then we go a couple times just a day trip because it's like I said, it's a three-hour drive, so it can be done if you. Or I don't like, I don't mind driving, or we'll go and stay in the middle of the week for one night because it's too. It's sells out. The basically all of Rehoboth sells out, and um, it's tough to get. Around. Plus, it's like way more expensive on the weekends. But I highly recommend you check it out. So thanks for listening. We're going to get to the news of the day. It's going to be a short show. Sorry about that. But it's just one of those things where I literally, it's 6 o'clock. I just got all the crap out of the car, have not unpacked, and I had to go and uh, record. So I want to get it done. That means that the winner, I'm going to do the, the contest winner. I'll announce that in the new contest this week tomorrow because I haven't had time to go down to the basement and pick something up. 
And, uh, yeah, so there's a bookstore there that was selling signed copies of Tom Hanks' new book. And I almost bought one to give away. And then I thought, I'm going to carry a book around all day. It's just going to get destroyed. And it would have because I got destroyed by sand. It's amazing. Kids can find a way to just roll and stuff. All right. Uh, there's not a lot going on. Title 42 has been a disaster down at the southern border. But it, uh, they're hiding thus far the true nature of it. And the Biden administration will continue to do so. It's going to take... A few days more to really see the dust settle. They're redirecting people. This is how nefarious these people are. And this is how you know that they're doing something wrong. This is how you know they know they're doing something wrong. They're directing people, illegal aliens, toward places where there are fewer people paying attention, fewer media, etc., etc. That's the problem. They, they don't want you to know what they're doing. Todd Benzman from the Center for Immigration Studies is down there. He says, don't let the Biden people get away with pointing to lower border apprehension stats. They're just shifting them to all ports like this one in Matormos, Brownsville, where hundreds an hour are now entering an unvetted on on unvetted humanitarian permits given out to the CPB one cell app. So they're giving out you you get download the app, you register on it, and you are given a humanitarian permit to enter the United States. That's really all it takes. All this BS about, oh, we're turning people away at a record pace and we're making sure we're securing the border. And do not come here. We do not have an open border. If you come here, you'll only be able to come into the country unfettered, work legally, uh, collect welfare benefits, and in a couple, maybe three, four years, have a court date that you'll more than likely have to you know, try to show up to or won't. I don't know. It's up to you. Do not come here. That is not an open border. Yeah. Imagine your neighbor's house is just wide open. You come on in. It's not a crack den, but you're welcome to come in, smoke a bunch of crack, hang out, prostitute yourself, whatever, cook meth, cook sandwiches, whatever you want to cook. But it's not a drug den. And don't you dare call it a drug den. That's exactly what they're doing. Stephen Miller, former advisor to Donald Trump, says, quote, about what I just read you, this this is Biden's endgame. Mass parole for illegals, giving them renewable legal, legal status, access to working permits, and a path to permanence. This is DACA for the world. And just like DACA, Democrats will be demanding amnesty for all the paroled. All planned, all orchestrated. I know that there's conventional wisdom out there that says that Mitt Romney lost in 2012 in part in large part, really, this is the conventional wisdom. This isn't what I say. They say he lost in large part because he talked about making employers who hire illegal aliens, making them pay massive fines, making it so being an employer who hires illegal aliens just isn't worth it. Yeah, sure, you can get them on the cheap, but... It's not worth it because if you get caught, like if you hire 50 illegal aliens and you get a $10,000 fine per, you're done. You're done for. 
And Joe or and uh, Mitt Romney said, believe it or not, I doubt now he believes in it or would ever say it now. And I think he re- has since apologized profusely for it. But he talked about you don't need to really round up all the illegal aliens. I'm paraphrasing. You don't really have to round up all the illegal aliens. What you got to do is make it so employers won't hire them. They just won't hire. They can't if they can't. If it is such a punishment to hire illegal aliens and get caught, people will stop hiring illegal aliens, and then they will. And these were the words that the media harped on, and they blamed for Mitt Romney's loss. They will self-deport. Remember that? Self-deport. Oh, my God, Mitt Romney said self-deport. How dare Mitt Romney say self-deport? But honestly, that's what we need to do. We need a hard ass. Maybe Donald Trump is this guy where somebody just has to come out and say, look, I don't care. You got to go. You're not welcome here. All right. We have a front door. You climbed in through the window. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. You're out. You're out, you're out, you're out. And if you go after the employers, people will self-deport. You make it illegal for them, for non-citizens, non-green card members, to collect welfare benefits. You put a little caveat in there that says you can't collect welfare benefits for the first 10 years of your residency in the United States under any circumstances. Any state that violates this is free to continue to do it with their own money, but they will stop getting any and all federal money. You'll see states freak out and stop this stuff immediately. You have to make it un... Is unenjoyable the word? Maybe unenjoyable, but certainly as uncomfortable as possible for these illegal aliens. Well, what about the children? I'm sorry. It's not us who are abusing the children. It's not our responsibility to take care of children from anywhere. The children, if they're here on their own, if they're caught at the border, they need to be just taken, put into foster care, and then adopted out. Honestly, that's what has to happen. Instead, we fly them all across the country to wherever the little note pinned in their underpants says there is some, quote, sponsor there for them. No, there's no sponsor. By the way, nine times out of ten, the sponsor is also an illegal alien. We're going to reunite families. No, we should. Back in their home country. Let's get them all back together. Back where they legally reside. They have no right to be in the United States of America. There is no war they are fleeing. There may be violence, but in order to claim asylum, part of the asylum process is a legal obligation on the part of the asylum seekers to seek it in the first safe country they come to. You don't get to march for 2,000 miles to the country you want to ultimately end up in. That's not the way it works. If you want to ultimately end up in the United States, first find refuge in a safe country so you're no longer fearing for your life. And then find the American consulate, go there, make your case, fill out the paperwork, and wait. That's the way to do it. Any other way to do it is not going to get any sympathy from me. It just won't. I am sick of this. We've seen upwards of five to seven million people in just the last two and a half years enter this country illegally. No idea who they are. No idea what they bring to the table. It is not unfair to ask somebody wishing to immigrate to the United States, what do we get out of the deal? We know what they get. 
We know what they get. They want it. People are there are 127 different nations represented by the people so far encountered at the border this year. 120 there aren't that many more nations in the world. We know why they're coming here. Most of them, some of them do want to kill people and and what have you. But we know why they're coming here. But what do we get out of it? They still believe in the American dream. Sadly, so many Americans don't. If we could work out a trade where for every illegal alien we take in, we get rid of two Democrats, we send them back to where it was, or even just a one-for-one trade, I would be in favor of that because many times the immigrants legal immigrants anyway, certainly have more of an appreciation for the United States of America. Hell, most of them are fleeing an economic system that Democrats seek to impose here in this country. That doesn't change the law. That doesn't change what's right. I'm sorry. You don't get to come here simply because you want to. And I realize I'm saying that someone who is here as, you know, through the fluke of birth, through the luck of birth. I get it. But we have to be a nation of laws. We are not a planet of laws, but we have to be a nation of laws. And to hear these leftists go on and whine, oh, we are a nation of immigrants. We are not a nation of immigrants. I am not an immigrant. I am not the son of immigrants. I am not the grandson of immigrants. I, might, I don't think I'm the great-grandson of immigrants. I might be the great-great-grandson of immigrants. I don't know. I don't care enough to find out. All I know is that I am a Native American. And I know the left goes, that's not what it is. I don't care. I was born here. The fact that my ancestors started off 500 years ago someplace in Central Europe, I couldn't give a damn about. The fact that maybe 200 years ago they were either in Ireland or in uh, the Quebec area, I couldn't care less about. Okay? I am an American. That's the way it works. So spare me as we're a nation of immigrants crap. We're going to end up in the Biden administration with more people just in four years sneaking in through the southern border than we will have entered the country legally through Ellis Island in the entirety of its existence. I think that number is like 17 million. The people in the uh, 60 plus years that Ellis Island was the gateway. And the difference being, at Ellis Island, you had to come through. They asked you questions. They gave you an exam. You had to be healthy. You had to be healthy. If you were sick, if you were missing teeth, if there was anything wrong, they didn't exactly have, you know, wide-spectrum blood work available to them back then, so they didn't know if you were carrying disease. But if you showed any signs of sickness, they would simply say, no, you can't come in. And you know what would happen? You were turned right around and put on the next boat back to wherever the hell it was you came from. Sometimes just in the other direction. Yeah, I didn't come from here. Well, they're both over there. They're both on the other side of the ocean. You figure it out when you get over there. You're not welcome here. You also had to prove that you were going to be a net plus to society. Back to the asking of the question, the very important question, really the only one that matters when it comes to matters of immigration. What do we get out of it. You had to prove that somebody was here, that you would not become a public charge, that you would not become a parasite, that you would not become, back then there wasn't a major welfare state, but there was help in society. It was mostly done by the church and in the communities. There was also all sorts of other options. They wanted to make sure that you were going to carry your own weight. And if you didn't 
have the ability, if you lost your job or whatever, that you wouldn't be begging out on the streets harassing, dare I say, American citizens. You had to prove that you would not do that. As such, you had to have a sponsor who was responsible for you. These sponsors now, do you think there's a single one of them who feels in any way, shape, or form responsible? I am sponsoring my cousin from Guatemala. Okay. Well, they didn't show up to their court date. It's not my job, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's what we get. That's the attitude. It is a sense of entitlement. I'm just picking on Guatemala because it's the first country that came to mind. I don't care where the person is from. I care that how the person came. There is an orderly fashion. Democrats always whine all the time. We need immigration reform because it's so mean and nasty and so many... How many immigrants do we need? That should be really the question government asks. How many do we need? And then we need to get to assimilation. Oh, I know you're not allowed to say that. Assimilation is multisyllables and only four letters. It's a four-letter word to the left. Assimilation is wildly important so that you can communicate with each other in this country, so that we might know what is going on. An ability to speak the language used to be a requirement for citizenship. And actually, if you look at the laws, I believe it's still on the books. It's just ignored. I first noticed this when I lived in Dearborn, Michigan. In college, the signs were half in English, half in Arabic. And I remember taking a driver's, I need to renew my driver's license, right? So you go in and you take your renew your driver's license test. And there I am sitting there with my stupid little English written exam about stop signs and yielding and speed limits and blah, 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 and 10 and 2. And I look over and there's a probably lovely young woman in a hijab taking what I assume is the same test. I have to assume it's the same test because it was photocopied. It was written out in pen and then photocopied multiple times, you could see. It was not the neat, nifty government-provided one. It was presumably because they had the same symbols on it, like the stop sign, the yield sign, things like that, in roughly the same place. But it was all in Arabic. Now, I remember thinking to myself distinctly, there are, no, there are a lot of business signs in Arabic. There are no street signs in Arabic. There are no street directions. Nothing in Arabic. There's no nothing in Arabic printed by the government. If one is going to drive in Dearborn or anywhere else in the United States of America, the ability to speak Arabic would be certainly interesting, a neat skill to have. If I could snap my fingers and wish it upon myself, I would certainly avail myself of that. However, it is not necessary for the commission of daily life. English is, if you ever wish to venture beyond the four walls or borders or what have you of, say, an enclave that is heavily Islamic like Dearborn, Michigan. See, Spanish, same thing. It would be interesting. It might be helpful to speak Spanish. I just have no interest in learning Spanish. However, if people learn Spanish, that's great. That will help them communicate. It might help them in business. It might help them in many, many, many ways. But if somebody comes to this country and does not speak anything but Spanish, what will their future be? It will be in an industry where there is very little interaction with the general public, very little 
any communication with anybody who doesn't speak Spanish. Quite frankly, I know the left always says, Americans are so lazy, they don't even learn other languages. Well, you know, we don't have to. Now, I agree. When you go to France, don't start speaking English going, hey, you stupid frogs, help me out, because you're in their country. Okay, but when you're in our country, this is our language. As many different dialects and accents as there are, it is our language. So when you break into our house, you don't get to demand that we speak your language. And if you refuse to learn to speak ours before coming into our house legally, we don't want you. We don't need it. We are already at an alarming rate having an education system that churns out people who cannot communicate in our native tongues. It's because of the failure of the education system. Now, overburdening an already failing education system with people, with children, sometimes up to like 21 years old, somehow they're going to high school, who don't speak the language, what does that do? Oh, it will certainly help those children. Those children are likely illiterate in their own language. They can speak it, but they are illiterate in their own language. However, slowing the class to a halt so that you can teach somebody English as a second language does nothing for people who have English as a first language. And so it all, all it does is slow down their progress. Democrats love the word progress, except when it comes to education. Well, when it comes to learning, I guess. When it comes to the education system, they love it. When they talk about gender and blah, 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 all the other crap. But it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Again, you begin to see why I don't have any sympathy. Am I a heartless person who wants to see a child from El Salvador drowned in the Rio Grande? No, I am not. But I'd rather a child from El Salvador be turned right around immediately and flown back to El Salvador so that they might become an example to all the other families in El Salvador who are thinking about coming to the United States illegally, saying, oh, crap, if we spend this money, we're going to be sent right back. I'll care for that, and I'll choose to prioritize the child from Detroit, Philadelphia, Baltimore, St. Louis, New York, Los Angeles, New Orleans, you name it and their education, right? Because that's where these, ki these kids never end up in Gross Point. these illegal alien kids. They, they shipped them to Martha's Vineyard, and they activated the Coast Guard to get them the hell off of Martha's Vineyard as quickly as possible. They are not going to end up going to school with the children of the wealthy. They will not be slowing down the educational progress of the wealthy in this country. It will be... They'll be shuttled into menial jobs in liberal neighborhoods. The Democrats will allow them to work in their neighborhoods because they don't want to cut their grass. They don't want to clean their houses. They don't want to raise their kids even. They're still regretting not having an abortion. They're still trying to finagle the ability to have an abortion no matter how old the kid is. But they will not allow these illegal aliens to attend school with their children because they know damn well what will happen. It's pretty simple. It's pretty basic. If you want to see, just pick Potomac, Maryland. Think of Chevy Chase, Maryland. Think of the rich areas of Alexandria and Arlington, Virginia. Think of anywhere around 
these major democratic enclaves where the progressive intelligentsia live in their moneyed estates behind gates, gates, gated estates in gated communities, and say, we're going to take this public space here, we're going to build low-income housing, we're going to allow camping there and then we're going to send those kids or government's going to set it up and we're going to send those kids to school with your kids how quickly do you think that would happen no it would never happen so when you have a story out of new york as we do where veterans homeless united states veterans are being evicted from hotels by the city so that they can make room for this sweet sweet nourishing illegal alien i know they say it's being done because oh we've got to highlight this is what republicans are facing this is the sophie's choice that republicans are putting us it's not a sophie's choice The American comes first. This is the United States of America. To choose an illegal alien over a veteran is a conscious choice done for political purposes, done for shock value, done to draw attention. This is what they're forcing us to do. Oh, my goodness. But spare me on this. Spare me on this. I just can't bring myself to care. And I reckon there's a part of me that goes, oh man, this is inhumane, this is mean. This, and it, it, the, the fact that it is being forced upon me and has been forced upon me and is being forced as though we have no other choice, as if there's no other recourse. And I know full well that there is. There are many other recourses. I lived through the Trump years when the border was shut down and secured. That causes me to to have this, to have this callousness. These people are lying, and I know why they're doing it. We all know why they're doing it. They cannot convince people who live in this country any longer. The, the, The veil is coming off. Democrat strongholds are still Democrat strongholds, and people are having questions. People are looking at Joe Biden and going, God, you suck. This is terrible. Your policies are hurting people. They don't care. Really, honestly, if you look at what Democrats are doing, we're walking through Rehoboth, and there are signs up there. There's a sign at, uh, I can't remember, the Coors Brothers or something. It's not Coors, but it's some K-O-H-S, whatever. Uh, they, uh, They sell frozen custard. Delicious. Love frozen custard. Better than soft serve ice cream. And they're saying, you know, open, they were open, but they're hiring. It was early. We're walking around like nine o'clock this morning on a Sunday. They want, they're hiring 15 bucks an hour to start plus tips. 15 bucks an hour plus tips. Now you get, it's, it's not a very super, it's, well, that's not a fair way to put it. There's three things they serve, I think. Maybe six versions total. Vanilla, chocolate, or swirl. Cone or cup. Okay, that's six. Then they have drinks and whatnot. And then you can choose whether or not you want sprinkles. But we're not dealing with rocket science here. 15 bucks an hour plus tips. Everybody pays in cash, throws a buck or two in the cup there. You're not making a bad chunk of money for your summer job there. And management starts at like 18 to $22 an hour. And I assume plus tips as well. The... People who will be competing for these jobs will, in large part, be many of these illegal aliens. 
maybe not in Rehoboth, it's weird, that was seemed relatively illegal, alien-free, and despite there being parks and places and open spaces, there weren't a whole lot, there didn't see any tents of homeless guys. I guess it's weird having the President of the United States live there for a good chunk of the term. But everywhere else, everybody else is going to get screwed. Because, especially the young people, the people who are the ones cheering the loudest, the ones that are being sent into the streets after having their heads misinformed and misfilled by members of the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers. They're the ones who are going to be up against. If you look at the people marching across the southern border, it's not families all just looking to try. No, it is single Young, able-bodied men. Yeah. If you're a single, young, able-bodied man, American, you're going to be kind of screwed. There's not going to be a whole lot of jobs out there for you. You're going to be competing with a whole bunch of people. When you flood the zone, I realize they don't teach you uh, economics in high school anymore. But when you flood the zone with labor... And you don't, therefore, increase at the same rate or even higher rate the number of positions for that labor. You will end up with depressed wages. Now, you are probably not going to want to work for eight bucks an hour. To hell with that, eight bucks an hour. What can you do for, especially when Joe Biden has made gas four bucks a gallon? But somebody new to this country, they'll work eight bucks an hour. The hell, it's eight bucks an hour because somebody broke into this country because so many people entered this country illegally. They're housed in cartel housing where they get a big chunk of their revenue until they're paid off completely, which will kind of never happen. We've created an underground indentured servitude. Look at the history of indentured service in this world and you'll see how we're repeating it again, this time with the cartels benefiting and really nobody else. But they can afford to live on $8 an hour, even in areas where you couldn't afford to live on less than $60,000 a year. You're not going to get anywhere near that at 8 bucks an hour. But you cram a whole bunch of people into smaller spaces designed for a lot fewer people. You put 20 people in a couple of room apartment that's designed for two, maybe three. You can make a nice, tidy profit. And when you know that the federal government is not at all interested in breaking in and arresting people or deporting anybody or even really going after you as a cartel member for anything other than show, you can just sit back and count the cash. It's good to be the king, quote Mel Brooks. So the people who are going to get doubly screwed, again, aren't going to be the kids of the rich liberals who are all in favor of the open borders, and frankly, probably own a lot of the stores that will be employing these people at depressed wages. They are the people who would work in those jobs to begin with. They're not going to be sent to their schools. They're not going to be living in their neighborhoods. And they are going to save them a ton of money. God, it's just going to be a ton of money. I mean, nice to be a, it's a, it's a boom time. To be a major Democrat donor who's in favor of open borders. They always say it's for humanitarian purposes. It's humanitarian purposes. 
Yet none of them open up their houses. None of them open up their estates. George Soros wants open borders. George Soros owns a bunch of property in this country, including a rather large estate in the Northeast. That is, I believe it's the Northeast that is surrounded by a wall. What, what better place to set up a camp, huh? One of the biggest landowners in the United States from the American side is Bill Gates. He could. He won't. Stay away from his kids unless you're serving them. He doesn't want anything to do with you. You wouldn't get within a country mile. A normal American wouldn't get within a country mile. So an illegal alien wouldn't get within two miles unless they're serving him. Then he'll call it some sort of cultural exchange and compassion thing. They always have a nice out for themselves. They make sure that they are insulated from the consequences of their actions while screwing over everybody else and sitting back and telling everybody and lecturing us about how wonderful they are. How wonderful they are. How they're champions of the people they refuse to be seen with unless there's a photographer and security nearby. Anyway, that's enough for today. I've got to uh, I gotta get into the unpacking business the, uh, and the cleaning business. The kid's birthday's next weekend, so Quinn's birthday is next week. I felt bad for her. We're at the, the surf shop on the beach, and um, we found the one place. We have everything that says Quinn on it. There's, a, like, there's surfboards. A very, it's not real surfboards. like refrigerator magnet surfboards, a little bit too big to be a refrigerator magnet, so there's no refrigerator magnet, but it's just a thing you could hang on the wall. Surfboards, probably, I don't know, six inches long. And then there's a little keychain surfboard they all look the same they're all the same color scheme and that says quinn too and then bailey get bailey there's a lot of baileys but uh, i i could have bought my name they had Derek, but for some weird reason i don't know why the two shops that we went into that had the full setup of all the different they didn't none of them said heather there was even hunter None of them said other they had none with heather there wasn't even a space for heather which was weird like that's a common you could Ten years ago, you couldn't throw a rock and not hit a header. Heather. Now there's no Heather, so I have to wait. I bought a, not to sound like a d bag, but I had to because you know I had to buy something. I bought the number one dad and number one mom. Keep symmetrical. Look, when Father's Day comes around, I'm going to be the number one dad anyway. We already stuff in the ballot boxes. We're using the Democrats' plan, so we'll be fine there. But I had I wanted to get something for both of us, and it was like I can't have number one mom and Derek. That would just be weird. So I bought number one parents, and since it's painted onto a probably three inch long magnetized on the back surfboard, it's legally binding, ladies and gentlemen. So don't even try to claim number one status, and don't give me these Canadian rules football stuff or anything like that. No. We're number one here. Anyway, hope you had a great Mother's Day. I'll announce the winner of the contest in the next contest tomorrow, et cetera, et cetera. I will, at some point this week, I will post pictures up at patreon.com slash Podcast or derekhunter.locals.com. So uh, took some pictures at the beach, wrote Mother's Day. and stuff. I'll try and do that. Hell, I'll try and do that now. So... While this thing saves and uploads, I will upload some pictures. Check it out. They'll be free for all, so you don't have to join, although you should join. But you can just see some of the stuff that we did. Um, 
at uh, Funland and at Rehoboth. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening and understanding that this was a slacker day, even though it's like well over half an hour. How many people could do a half an hour with no breaks and no nothing? No audio, no nothing. Just have something to say. Nobody, damn it. Nobody. Anyway, I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.